You're listening to Rocket with Dr. Tamika on Dash Radio. Hello, you have tuned in to Rocket with Dr. Tamika here on Dash Radio, where we discuss insider secrets to health and so much more. Here on Rocket with Dr. Tamika, we take a look at health from a broad perspective. And we break it down so that it's relatable, doable, and certainly, most definitely, fun. And yes, you've got it. I am Dr. Tamika. And so what, my rock stars, I hope you are ready. I hope you have your minds open, your ears in gear to learn, and you're ready to take your health to a whole new level. Now, I have to be honest with you. I'm super excited about today's show because this whole education thing is on a whole new level for me. There's so much going on as it relates to education of our youth. I felt it was time that I bring in some top educators, you know, here on Rocky with Dr. Tamika, I just don't bring you just the low and lowly, not really known, but I'm gonna bring you some people who's gonna keep it real and make sure that you understand what's going on. There's so much uncertainty about going back to school this fall. Um, you know, school dates have been pushed back. Emails are floating are regarding virtual school, hybrid classes, parents are on high alert. I'm definitely on high alert. We're wondering if our youth are going to fall behind. How are we going to keep these kids engaged? I'm trying to send my kid to the principal right now because I just know it's going to be a problem. Like, who is the principal in this house? Anyway, and to add, and to really break this down even further, the teachers, who's actually sat back and talked to some teachers, some educators who can really, so we can understand their perspective. Just think about it. I remember this past uh, spring semester and I was like, my, my teachers, what are they doing? I'm doing all the work, but I was not in their shoes, but I do know I have a newfound appreciation. I know many of you too have a newfound appreciation for our educators. So I want you to understand our teachers have been under an immense amount of uh, pressure as well, and they have to arise to the occasion. So I felt it was time to bring some educators to today. And we have two. We have Miss Maisha, who is our fabulous early development childhood. So those of you who have my preschoolers, two to five-year-old, I have someone for you. She's guiding parents at the onset. She will share some simple tricks and some trades to help us win even more so at home. And she really prides herself on helping children become confident. So I want to welcome Maisha to the show. What's up, Maisha? Hey, Dr. Tamika. How are you? I'm fabulous. So we have Miss Maisha, our early educator. Now let me tell you about this second one, another amazing, outstanding educator. You know, it's so interesting. I want to call her Mrs. Moore, but she said I can call her Jen. So I'm going to say this is Mrs. Jennifer Moore, who is an awesome educator, who is knocking it out of the box for our elementary rock star kids. She's creative and fun and understands the importance of bringing out the best in each child. And you know what's great about this? She gets it all so well. And I'm even going to tell you that she's an essential oils expert. So I need you to get ready. Let me introduce to you Mrs. Jennifer Mora. Hi, Dr. Tamika. What's up, Miss Jennifer? It's going to take me a lot right here to get used to that. I want to say Mrs. Mora. <laughs> What's up? Well, thank you for having uh, me. I'm thrilled to have the both of you. And my, my rock stars who are tuned in, I know you're probably driving or sitting back and you're thinking, oh my goodness, the school year's about to end. And that's okay. We're going to take this time today to really break down some things that we can do, ask some questions, get some answers, and just stay tuned. Just be ready. Be ready. If you have your questions, get ready to send them to my Instagram. You know what that is. I am Dr. Tamika, T-A-M as in Mary, I-K-A, because you know we spell Tamika all kinds of way. So with that being said, let's get to moving, ladies. Um, 
let's start with you, my early educator, Miss Maisha. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, what ages do you educate and what inspired you to become an educator? So I primarily educate children two to five in the preschool setting, but also will go as young as six weeks or six months, depending on the parents. Um, I got inspired a while ago working in my sister's family childcare back in Tennessee when I would spend summers with her, um, really enjoying how children develop, mastering new skills, and just watching their pride, and came back, and it was history. Changed my major and everything. Oh, so it's in the family. It's in the family. <laughs> oh, it's in the, okay. All right, so um, we said two to five years old, but you also do the little bitty babies. Little bitty babies, the snuggle. The snuggle, oh yeah, dog. like I missed that. I'm like, ooh, the babies, the kid, the holding, the lotion. I'm like, wake up, Tamika. You're not having any more kids right now. No, that is not an option. <laughs> I will not collect $200 going around Monopoly. So uh, let's move on. Um, Jen, tell me a little bit about you as far as yourself, what age you teach, and it inspired you to become an educator as well. So I have been teaching for 14 years now, um, and I've taught kindergarten all the way up through fifth grade. Um, so I've worked with a variety of different age groups. Um, and I actually have three kids of my own. Um, I have a six-year-old, a four-year-old and a two-year-old. So, um, I understand what it takes to juggle a busy household <laughs> and, uh, you know, working with other people's children as well. Wow. Two, four, six, you know, that's like two, four, six. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. I'm like, I know this. I'm like, do you hear this? She's an educator with three kids. Uh, Marisha, any children? Yes, I have a nine-year-old boy. Ooh, nine-year-old. And Jen, you have three girls. Yes, three Sorry, girls. and I have two boys. <laughs> so we're like, we're dealing with the gamut. The, we have uh, two, four, six. I have 11 and 13. And Marisha have nine. So we're, we got, we're getting these primary years discussed today. Okay? We are really getting these discussed today. Um, so one of the things that has come up and what I want to know from the two of your perspectives is this, um, as it relates to the next academic year, like what's your concern right now, Jen, what's your biggest concern? You know, I think this year is going to look very different than it did in the spring. So in the spring, it was okay. a, an emergency situation. You know, it was thrown at teachers. It was thrown at parents. Um, it was thrown at the kids. So this is going to look very different. The expectations are going to be much higher um, and it's going to look a lot more like a real school day. Um, and so making sure that parents are ready for that, um, it's going to require a lot of work on everybody's part. I need you to hear that my rock stars who are tuned in to Rocking with Dr. Tamika. Everybody needs to help. Everybody. We have the teacher. We have the kid. We have the parents. This is definitely, I agree, it's going to have to look different. I remember thinking um, back the last semester in the spring where they said like the grades really don't count. That's out the door, if I understand correct, this semester. Absolutely. Attendance counts, <laughs> the work counts, it all counts, um, you know, and we're all going to have to do some heavy lifting. Some Okay, listen, heavy lifting is like, I'm telling you, us, us working parents from home who are kind of sort of stay at home, but working, we have some work to do. So I'm hoping our educators here, I know for a fact, they're going to help us. Um, Maisha, what about you? What, were, what do you think was some of the concerns? I know for early childhood education, a lot of the concerns are how to do it virtually because young children do not learn best through virtual lessons. They need that hands-on experience. They need that 
that classroom environment to help them with their social skills and things like that. And just talking to former mm -hmm. colleagues who still work in the classroom, they were discussing how challenging it has been with parents who their schedule doesn't align up with the online learning or who forget to log in or parents who don't really have experience with technology. So getting that education to young children still is very critical right now, especially to prepare them for their next steps. I mean, this is, this is so true. I'm like, I'm a computer person, but I'm again, I don't want to make my husband seem like he doesn't get it, but he was like, I don't even, what, what is Zoom? So <laughs> it's like, oh my goodness. So you're running over here trying to make sure they're tuned in. And this whole Zoom, with those of you who don't know who Zoom, what Zoom is, if you haven't experienced, it's just a way to communicate through a video conferencing. And it allows you, depending on um, the settings, it allows you to see the teacher and those who are participating in the classroom. And in theory, the students should be muted and the teacher should be speaking or you should be watching the video. But I, I heard one of my in-laws talking about their kid had a picture of something up. They were off doing something else. It was crazy. <laughs> it was crazy. So uh, I know you can relate and understand what's going on here. So let me think about what do you think will be, from your perspective, Maisha, what do you think would be a little bit different? Um, if there's have some if they're going back to school, it's definitely going to be smaller classes. So, and way more sanitizing. Like as preschool teachers and childcare providers, we sanitize all the time. We sanitize everything, we wash hands. So that's gonna be even more rigorous. But some schools are still trying to figure out how to do it virtually. Um, and they're still trying to work out the kinks. A lot of them are starting within the next couple of weeks, but still don't have something set as to, are they going to go back part-time? Are they going to do more half days? Or if they're just going to do it virtually completely? That's interesting. So I remember for my school district, they asked, what do you want? 100% virtual? Do you want back in class 100% or do you want a hybrid? And I was like, we need a hybrid. <laughs> we need a, I personally voted for a hybrid, a little bit in class, a little bit at home a little bit in class a little bit at home my son was like no mom no mom i miss my friend so that socialization piece is huge i mean really really huge i mean i'm thinking about um jen right now you're teaching the fourth grade like some of that interaction like how do we get that back for our kids well and i think that that's something that parents are gonna have to work with the teacher um to get scheduled into the day um, and so that there is some of that socialization, um, having play dates, having time for kids to collaborate together, um, all of that is going to have to be done virtually right now. Um, so that in itself is challenging. Right. It truly is. And I'm trying to think like, I remember, and I'm going to be honest. I was like, what is my teacher doing? Cause my, my kids are not meeting every week. They're not meeting every hour. I'm the teacher. And so I'm thinking now that I was like, I know that I appreciated all of my kids' teachers, every single one of them, but now I have like a extra appreciation. So I'm like, what do you need? So if we can just take a few steps back and think about this past spring semester, like what were some of your challenges as a teacher? I think uh, connecting with all of the families, um, not everyone had good internet at home and that's crucial to being able to do distance learning. So connectivity issues, having enough devices, families that had multiple students at home, um, that certainly presents a challenge. I don't know if you've tried, but it's really hard to have three Zooms going at a time. Like the internet can only yes. handle so much. 
That is so true. Oh my God. You have brought up, oh my goodness. Just the other day, I put my son in um, virtual chess camp. I was like, you need to do virtual chess camp. My husband came home. He said, be quiet. I'm in a meeting. (laughs) But that's, my two boys are in a meeting and I'm in a meeting. That's three different meetings. And the internet was slower than slow. I mean, that was a headache. And we live by the mountain. So I know those of you, my rock stars who are tuned in to rock it with Dr. Tamika. Think about what were some of the challenges you faced during this past spring semester with your kids, like, or even with your nieces, your nephews, or maybe you were trying to help because a loved one was a health professional who was away helping with COVID and you were at home and you haven't taught anything. And I'm like, they had this one meme that said the spirit of common core has invaded my house. (laughs) And I was like, (laughs) totally think about that. Um, What about you, Maisha? What are some of the things that you felt as an educator was a challenge for you specifically? Mostly routines. Um, Mm. Being at home a lot, you fall off of your routines and children thrive off of routines. It gives them something to look forward to. It lets them know what to expect, what's coming next. So parents that are working or parents who may be working from home and not having the time kind of let go of the routines and it kind of throws everything off for the children. So they're learning all of it. It's all jumbled. So they're playing, they're learning, they're not learning, they're watching TV, they're eating snacks. <laughs> oh, don't talk about eating, Maisha. Oh my gosh. Let's not even talk. My rock stars who are tuned in, I don't know, but all of a sudden I felt like my kids were eating nonstop. I'm like, where is your school stomach? Where is the stomach? If you were in class right now with Mrs. Mora, would you be able to eat? Right? Right. <laughs> well, and I think that's something that parents need to have in the back of their heads when we start in the fall. So in a couple of weeks, your child needs to be on a routine, a regular school routine. So waking up at the same time every day, um, eating breakfast at the same time, making sure that you're ready to go in the morning dressed, not in your pajamas for school, (laughs) um, and eating those meals during those scheduled times during the day will really help kids, um, stick to a routine. Oh my gosh. Okay. So let me just repeat this. Okay. We got to wake up at a certain time, like be on the schedule, eat breakfast, ready to go dress. And I have to stop right here because I had to tell my child, why are you stealing this onesie? (laughs) I love, (laughs) like, why are you hanging out in this, this animal print or this army fatigue? He's like, but mom, it's summer. I'm like, no, the routine. So waking up, eating um, breakfast, ready to go dressed and having scheduled meals. This is the, I didn't, you know, I hear you. I'm going to tell both of you. I hear you. I hear the routine as a parent. One of the things I'm thinking is I want to write this routine down, but it just doesn't come naturally for me. Like in my mind, I've written it <laughs> I mean, I really, but you educators, it's like, it's there. It just pops out. I mean, Maisha, you have something that's really interesting. I think for your son, I saw, uh, like a schedule, like you have a checkoff list. Can you like talk about that a little bit? Yes. So we were having a lot of issues with him not following directions and not doing (laughs) what he was supposed to do and staying on task. So I created a daily and weekly responsibilities chart. Okay. Daily and weekly responsibilities charts. I need to shout out Miles and Dawson. You need a daily (laughs) and a weekly responsibility chart. Okay, go for it. Yes. So I broke it down. There's a few different areas. So he has what he has to do for himself. 
So waking up, brushing, he sets his own alarm, waking up on time, going to bed on time, brushing his teeth, taking a shower because he's a little boy and I have to remind him to take a shower. (laughs) Doing things like that. Then he has it for his room. So his own personal space, making up your bed, making sure that your floor is clean, making sure that when I wash the clothes, you fold them and put them away. So then he has for our home, things we share responsibilities in, and those have certain days of the week, like he vacuums on Sundays and Thursdays. He has to help clean out the litter box and pick up the poop from the dog and helping me with the trash, taking the trash out on Fridays and things like that. So then the last component is educational. Um, Even though it's summer, I still think it's really important that we follow up, especially because the learning lasts at the end of the last school year was a little challenging. So making sure that he's still following up, doing an hour of math practice a day, doing an hour of reading comprehension a day, and just doing plain old 30 minutes of reading. And he has to follow through and check it off. I laminated it, gave him a dry erase marker and everything. He has to check it off as he completes it. And only then can he go play outside. Only then can he watch some TV. And only then can he pick up his tablet and play a couple of games. Okay, you see how she broke that down. That's that teacher. Please rub off on me. I'm like, jump through and help me help the rock stars who are tuned in to Rocket with Dr. Tamika on Dash Radio because this is something that for you as educators may come naturally. Like, you just broke that down. These are his responsibilities for his body. This is for his room. This is the joint. This is the the educational piece. And I'm like, that's four different pieces. (laughs) Like, in my mind, it doesn't flow that way. And Jen, you just said yourself like that, how important that routine is and that children do well with that. They thrive in that environment. And then I'm thinking as um, my parents who are tuned in or soon to be parents or grandparents or aunts and uncles who are trying to help out is just trying to understand how to do that in the midst of working from home because there are stay-at-home moms. Like I have to give a shout out to kids who are already homeschooled they're already leaps and bounds ahead. Like they know like, oh, this is normal. I'm like, oh my goodness. They're in a pattern, right? right. They already know. <laughs> they already know. I'm like, I need to homeschool. And even the homeschool programs have sort of been like, they're full or they have like certain little pods now that they're like all working together. So what's your thoughts on creating these pods for education? Because I just heard actually today, I hiked this morning with one of my best friends and she was telling me how some of the more affluent areas have created their own schools so that the kids, so that they, as the parents aren't teaching and they have this pod that the kids are going to, so that they can have that experience. What are your thoughts on that? I think it's a great idea to connect with other families. And certainly as a working parent, if you are able to check in and work with another family and maybe you take Monday, Wednesday, Friday, they take Tuesday, Thursday to kind of split the burden. Um, I think that's really helpful. Wow. I agree. Cause I'm thinking about it now. We have my in-laws, we have a lot <laughs> and you know, we have a lot of them. There's a, there's, a, there's a lot of Henry's over here. And, but I'm just thinking not everybody is able to do that and just helping to create that environment that's safe. Cause you know, one thing I know about kids that I'm around, they can start off socially distant, but somehow or another, I don't know how they like end up in the wrestle position <laughs> or something like that. Maisha, any thoughts on tricks of the trade or what do we do? Well, I know I'm interested as a parent in the little school pods or pod schools. Um, for young children, I think it, it will be 
very helpful if some parents would get together and at least keep that social aspect up. Social skills are so important for preschool children. Just learning how to share, learning how to use your words, learning how to ask for things, learning when to seek help and how to calm down and all of those social aspects that we need to get us through life, regular school, kinder, all of that adulthood. So I think those would be really great if some parents would consider that if there's groups formed. I know there's one on Facebook. Um, I'm not sure of the name of it, but they're asking parents like the ages of their children, the areas that they live in to help them come together to do something that could still keep that up for the children. Because it's interesting, I was speaking to another educator and I'm like, kids, actually it was a therapist. And, and he was saying how um, that whole socialization is so important for their growth and that all his kids currently are older so he doesn't envy the current parents about how to do this so i was like well that wasn't helpful <laughs> <laughs> but i was just thinking about it it's just something that's so essential and then you're thinking about the making certain that they're doing the work and i jen you said you alluded to earlier that you know it's going to be different you know, we're going to have to all come in and help each other out what do you think um, how do you think it's going to be different as far as the educational piece for the children? I think there's going to be a lot more rigor um, involved. So there's going to be a lot more minutes of academic instruction, um, both virtually um, with the teacher and um, like pre-recorded material, at least in my case. Um, so mm -hmm. that's going to look very different than it did in the spring. Um, and I think that there's going to be a lot more structure to it. Um, so the school day is going to have, um, you know, a start time and an end time. And that's going to be challenging for a lot of working parents. Exactly. I'm thinking about like, definitely there are those individuals now who are parents who are working from home and you're actually working, right? right. So you're working. <laughs> it's like, what? Okay. And I can imagine just trying to make sure like, are you doing what you're supposed to be doing? And then having like, I know what, what I've been talking about from my kids are in the public school and in the public school, there's different things you have to follow the, we're in the LA unified school district, but some of my friends who are in the private school district with their children, they have like live zoom and they haven't check-in and they're having all this, but each school district has to follow what the main school district is doing. So I'm like, no, we don't have that live check-in <laughs> for free class. So it's different. So just really managing that is, uh, we have to really hone in and really realize this is going to be a challenge and we're going to have to extend grace to not only to ourselves, not only to the kids, but also to the teachers. Cause we have this, sometimes I believe we have unrealistic expectations of our teachers and what they can and cannot do. Your thoughts on that? Absolutely. I think like the number one advice that I would give parents is like, regardless of what your opinion is about going back to school, whether you really wanted virtual or you really wanted hybrid, you need to go in with a positive attitude for your child um, and mm -hmm. make sure that whatever you're talking about and discussing um, sheds the, the school day, the school um, itself in a positive light. And that will really help to foster a good relationship um, for your child with their teacher. Oh, that is so great. Just how we talk about, you know, where your mind is focused is where you will steer. And, you know, children, 
are like sponges, right? They're going to absorb whatever is going on around them. So Maisha, you speaking to the young, you, the young, the preschoolers, the early education. I mean, what are your thoughts about that as well? I know a lot of times parents come in with unrealistic expectations for their children during regular school. <laughs> they're coming in like, I want my children to write. I want them to read. I want them to this. So really understanding the foundations of how to get there from the beginning, that's something that I've always promoted and discussed with my parents when I'm in the classroom. So seeing how things, you have to break it down into the most basic simplest form for young children. So if you want them to learn how to write, you have to start strengthening their motor skills. That involves doing things with their hands, Play-Doh, building things with Legos and things like that, where children are learning as they play. So that's one of the things that I always try to encourage parents to do is to think about what they're gaining from it. It's not just play. Play is the work of young children. That is their research. That is how they get things done. That's how they learn. So that's one of the things, but also like doing it at home. You have to be willing to supervise it. You know, young children can get into a lot of mess with some Play-Doh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my, the Play-Doh, the writing on the walls. But mom, this is some right. I'm like, why is my wall blue, yellow, and purple? And it was white a few minutes ago. Right. <laughs> it's so true. I mean, I think that I'm just so happy you two have joined us here on Rocket with Dr. Tamika on Dash Radio because this is an issue that's not going away, you know? And the big issue right now, I'm looking at, I'm uh, bringing on a pediatrician because, you know, the kids exposure to COVID-19, what is it like? If they do go back to the classroom, can they keep the mask on? What about the teachers? Can they walk around the classrooms? And no, they can't. There's so much up in the air, but if we can get them to focus on a positive experience instead of so much of, we don't know, stop looking so much at the uncertainty. What you do know is you want your child to have a good experience. You want your child to learn. You want your teachers to feel comfortable enough to be able to like really say, hey, this is happening. What I've noticed that when we have a virtual class, your child doesn't show up. And that's going to happen. Yeah. It's really going to happen. I'm like, I'm hoping it doesn't happen on my watch, but <laughs> I know that it's going to happen. And then, Maisha, you have something that's really unique. I want you to talk about, you talked about what you do for Zane. Is there a way that people can get something like that from you? Yes. So I obviously have the template. I've been making them for my friends and family all over. And what just, about me? What about me? I'm just trying to get one. I'm just I mean, trying to get one. We can customize it. We can customize it to your home and things. I know I have hardwood floors and rugs, so um, my son vacuums and I sweep. But yeah, so I definitely am willing to customize and do using things like images for young children since they can't read. So something as simple as wanting to brush their teeth, I will put a picture of a toothbrush. Or something with about the animals, if they want them to feed the animals, then I could put a picture of like a dog bowl and the dog or a cat bowl and the cat or something like that. So that could be found on myslittlelearners.com, which is my website, or you can email at myslittlelearners at gmail.com and it's M-A-I-S, littlelearners.com, or at gmail.com. So that's just something for those of you who are tuned in. I just wanted to give you that little pearl. I'll give her opportunity to talk again later about how you can reach her. But just having someone for me, that was like a weight lifted. Like, okay, you can make this for me. If I tell you, these are what my kids are doing. Okay, here is this uh, schedule routine that they can follow. I mean, that just helps lift some of that burden so that I can know that, okay, did you check it off? You want to play Minecraft? Oh, you want to play Fortnite? Okay, 
then you better go and do that list. <laughs> you better go over there and do that. Um, it's just something that's really, really um, helpful. And then the other thing, Jen, what I think is interesting that I'm learning from you is essential oils. I'm like, when I tell you, I was like, I don't even know what I'm doing over here. I'm like, I just put the peppermint oil on my, my temple. She's like, no, that's, that's a hot oil. You're not supposed to put it there. <laughs> <laughs> but like, how do you think essential oils can help in situations such as education? Well, I think that as a parent, my stress level is through the roof right now. Uh, you know, I've got a job that I need to do. I've got kids that I need to chase around. And so um, for me, my mood, my stress level, the essential oils have been huge in um, helping me manage that in a way that I can be in control of. Um, and it also, I notice helps the kids. Um, my daughter will reach for the oils when she's feeling overly emotional and having a hard time calming herself down. Um, so she knows the benefit of them as well. So we diffuse them, we roll them on, um, the kids use them as part of their bedtime routine. It's helped with sleep so much for all of us. <laughs> okay, so you hear this essential oils. I know you wanna reach for the cognac, the wine, <laughs> the Hennessy, uh, the margarita, whatever that case, let's try to reach for something else, essential oils, exactly what she's doing is working. And she's not the only home that I've heard that it helps with stress level and calming things down. And the fact that you can use it for your children is um, immediately a plus. And I know a lot of parents are like, you don't understand, I need immediate effects. It will work if you work it. It will work if you work it. So just start thinking about some of the things you can do and we'll have an opportunity for Jen to tell you how you can reach out to her and get working with her with essential oils because here we have an educator who has two, four, six <laughs> the kids' ages. So you know she has, and she has girls. You know, they, we have all kinds of emotions as women and as young women and so forth. So having that on board to help would definitely um, reign true to help us have a better upcoming school year because we need to know the resources and having the resource. One of my biggest concerns, and I don't know if we can, let's just try and talk about it, is being in front of the computer all day. That's like, I'm so concerned about that because I'm like, okay, what do you do? Do we get a break? Do we get to walk away from it? What's that going to look like? Any thoughts or any of your concerns as it relates to that, Maisha? Yes. Um, I definitely make sure that both myself and my son have scheduled breaks. So I will always give like reminders. I set reminders in my phone. I give him verbal reminders once my reminder goes off. Just to remember, you have to take a break. You have to take a breather. You need to remember to eat your food or have a snack or something like that. So I set my reminders for about 10 minutes before I need to take my break. So it's already in my brain processing like, all right, let's get ready. And then for my son, and even when I have like my four-year-old goddaughter over, I'm reminding like, hey, there's five more minutes until giving a verbal reminder. So that way they know what to expect. They know it's like, okay, we could take a break. We're going to transition to another thing for the day. But wait, but wait, I got 10 more minutes in this game. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm about to win. I'm winning <laughs> the break. Right. 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 So when those things, cause I do have that with my nine year old and definitely with my goddaughter, when she gets all engaged in play, it's like, Oh, remember we said, Five minutes ago, you have five more minutes. Your five more minutes is up. Let's close it. Once you get done, we can revisit it. Just reminders and staying consistent. So if you stop, especially with young children, if you're not consistent with it, they're probably going to walk all over you. They might cry. They might scream. They might throw a tantrum. And you just have to remember 
consistency is key. The more you do it, the less it'll happen. Gotcha. And your thoughts on that, Jenna, with regards to the, the computer component of it? Well, we just ordered blue light blocking glasses for myself mm -hmm. and the kids um, because they're going to be sitting in front of a screen. But also when they're taking those breaks, those scheduled breaks, making sure that they're away from a screen. So they're getting up, they're getting outside if they're able to, you know, kids are used to having multiple recess blocks a day in their elementary school um, schedule. So getting outside, um, you know, running around the backyard, doing whatever they can to um, get those uh, wiggles out and get their energy out. <laughs> Definitely. I remember um, with this past academic uh, past semester, my oldest son, play both my kids play competitive sports my oldest child like high level ice hockey and the ice hockey was gone and I'm like this kid has got to move I'm like what do we do I was so frustrated I mean my rock stars who are tuned in have you ever been so frustrated you don't know what to do I didn't know what to do so what did I said go run around the block three times come back give me 50 sit-ups give me 25 uh, push-ups and then um give me I don't I was just uh, two three minute planks. I was just whatever to burn and like to tire them out because it's, that, that was taken away. That was like, literally it was gone. I'm like, they had PE, but it was kind of, I don't know, some willy nilly kind of PE. I don't even know what it was, but just to get them to burn. And so I, I'm loving the fact that you're saying, get away from the screen, get away from the screen. So my rock stars, I know, I know you're wondering, but you know, I'm in a meeting. I'm trying to make sure I'm trying to conduct business. They're on a break. And they're making noise because I've been guilty of it. I've been so guilty of, okay, go ahead and play. I, I do a hand signal like, mm-hmm, just go ahead and, and that goes against what you just said, Maisha. And, and it's so true that if, you don't, if you're not consistent, they'll walk all over you. So I noticed over the past uh, few weeks, my kids were sort of like, yeah, 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 Mom, mom's busy. Like, Mom, when, when's your show? When's Rocket with Dr. Tamika? Like, so they can go and do what they need to do. But just being consistent and saying, okay, this is the time we're having a break. This is what you're doing. So be ready. I know, those of you who are tuned in to Rocket with Dr. Tamika, I need you to get ready, get ready. I need you to get in there, hit me on my DM, on my Instagram, hit me with some questions, and please, Angle them towards the educators because they're here. We're dealing with the primary years. We're dealing with the early years. They are here to help you as much as possible because we need help. And it's okay to say you need help. Not everybody can be a superhero. And if you don't think you need help, you probably need the most help. And that's okay too. We're here to help you. Um, the other thing that I was thinking about too is sleep, right? Sleep. And I'm looking at, I'm just thinking about just going through the summer. I mean, my kids are kind of on a schedule and a lot of times kids could just stay up later because they don't have class or something like what are some of your recommendations as far as when you tell your children to go to bed and so forth any thoughts on that i'll start with you maisha yes um sleep for young children is very important it helps with physical development it helps with cognitive development so having a an appropriate bedtime based on their age but i also really recommend naps throughout the day, you know, to refresh their body, rejuvenate. It can help with better moods. It helps with more cooperative behaviors. Um, a lot of parents don't like naps because they're like, oh no, my child's going to be up all night. <laughs> actually, <laughs> it's actually been proven that when children nap throughout the day, they go to bed earlier and on time. So if you are napping, if you have like a rest or a nap break from like 
noon to two or even for like an hour noon to one making sure that they're resting completely they don't have to sleep per se is what we say in the classroom we tell the kids all the time no you don't have to sleep just rest your body and then eventually <laughs> they fall asleep so, is that uh, just, you don't have to sleep just relax the body i'm about to try yeah. that you know, rest your body and you know, you set the mood, you let them play for a while for about 30 to 45 minutes outside, have them riding their bikes or getting their wiggles out. As you said earlier, dance parties are things that I love to do, especially if you can do it indoor, outdoor, just playing some music, favorite uh, songs for kids, like listen and move or um, playing I spy games, listening to the soundtrack from Moana, which is one of my faves or Rio, and <laughs> having them move their body and get it all out. Then give them a nice good lunch, get that belly full and set the mood while they're eating lunch. I lower the lights. I play a little <laughs> soothing music and I prepare them like, Hey, you know, after you eat, we're going to rest your body. Kids are like, they're usually like, oh, okay. But after that, they're ready. They're ready to lay down. They're ready to rest. So that's something that I highly believe in. And that's something that I definitely support and promote. Nap times, not late. Because usually if they're napping like at four, yeah, they're going to be up late. But if you have it scheduled midday, if you're having them wake up between like eight and nine, a good rest break around noon or one is perfect. Oh, awesome. And Jen, what are your thoughts on sleep for the young ones? So they definitely need a structured bedtime routine. Um, so they need a consistent bedtime every, um, every night, even on the weekends, I would say not to steer mm. too far off of that bedtime. You know, obviously weekends are a little Things bit happen. different, but not to go crazy. Um, and you know, really setting the tone and the mood uh, as part of that bedtime routine. So getting away from your phone and screens um, before bed. We use essential oils to kind of wind down to give them the signal like, hey, bedtime's coming. Um, it'll be here soon. Um, and really making that part of our routine. And then reading together before um, we put them down. Um, and that's really, I think, an important part. So a routine um, for bedtime and then same for waking up, a structured routine you know, kids shouldn't be waking up right before their Zoom class is going to start. You know, they, they need some time to get up and do the things that they need to do prior to class. Oh, I'm loving this. And I'm loving the fact that we are saying having a bedtime, even on the weekend, granted things happen, but I need you, my parents, my grandparents, my soon to be parents, those of you who are tuned into Rocket with Dr. Tamika on Dash Radio, Bedtime, schedule a scheduled bedtime, a scheduled wake-up time. It helps for the routine. So the recurring theme I'm hearing is a routine, a routine, okay? If you're not hearing anything else, hear routine. We need routines. And Maisha, we need some help with the routines. And then we need your help, um, Jen, to help us calm down so we can get into the routine because it's not easy. And it's something that we often um, don't realize how powerful and impactful it can truly be. So I'm really excited to hear about that because I'm thinking, what's the routine? What's the routine in my house? I know my routine. And it's funny because we talk about sleep. My punishment would be a family nap. Like, you know what? Fine. We're taking a family nap. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I'm like, well, you don't have to, you don't have to go to sleep, but you're going to lay down right now. Right. And literally all four of us would be knocked out sleep. It's like, it's family nap. And that's to say, 
I've done family map because my oldest child play, used to play hockey all times throughout the day. And we would travel with this. And I'm like, we have to take, he has to sleep. And my youngest child is like, but I don't need the family map. <laughs> it's like, I don't need it. But you do. You really do. So I, I really miss, I haven't done a, I'm like, that's going to be my new one when they make me mad. We're going to do a family nap. I totally forgot about family nap until, <laughs> until you said that. Um, one of the things I want to make sure you guys are doing is make sure you're tuning in. Um, Jen, let us know, how can we reach you with the essential oils, please? Um, so the best way would probably be to email me directly um, so that I can get my link out to you. Um, and you can email me at J-E-N-N-S- T-R-O-P as in Paul, L-E, at gmail.com. So that's Jen with two N's? Yes. Very important. Jen with, <laughs> yes, Jen with two N's, Stropel, S-T-R-O-P-L-E, at gmail.com. You want to get these essential oils. You want to start your routine now. Let's see how it works. It's starting to get close to the time of the academic year to take place. We need to make sure we can have access to our routines and get them moving because, we're in for a new run. The COVID-19 is not going anywhere right now, people. My rock stars, it's not. So what are we doing different? We're going to embrace where we are right now. We're going to change our mindset. We're going to think more positive. We're going to know our teachers are doing their best. We're going to do our best. And we're definitely going to model for our children for them to do their best as well, because this is a unit. We all have to come together. If community wasn't important before, it's truly important right now, more so than ever before. Um, I'm thinking about uh, just the whole idea of routines and meals and snacks. I'm like, I need to have a chef, my chef back on for like, okay, what are some of these snacks idea as we go through this whole pandemic and the COVID-19 and the upcoming academic year? And are we going to be virtual? Or is it going to be hybrid? What is it going to be? What it is going to be is positive, right? We're going to remain positive as a whole. And I'm loving my educators. All right. So we have some questions coming in. So get your mind right. So I'm going to read them out loud. So those of you who are tuned in to Rocket with Dr. Tamika on Dash Radio, keep sending them in. We're going to address them. This is your girl, Dr. Tamika. Got a health question you want to ask? DM us at I am Dr. Tamika. Discover insider tips on how to rock your health with Dr. Tamika on Dash Radio. So right now we have Regina from Sacramento. My daughters, 12 and 13 years old, have worked very hard to maintain passing grades in school pre-COVID. As a working single mother, I'm concerned with virtual education. What are some of the best practices in regards to setting up an area of the house to do homeschool? Ooh, good question. Um, let's start with you, Jen, what do you think? So I definitely think that having a designated work space um, for your children is key. And that needs to include some type of a desk or table. It could be the dining room table. It does not have to be fancy but you need to have some type of designated space where your children um, can be working throughout the day. I would say for children that are 12 and 13, that space should be a common area in your house. So you don't want your kids um, to be inside their bedrooms. Um, Ooh, that's good. Yes, yeah, not inside the bedroom. <laughs> um, so having them in, in a common area where you can, if you're working from home, check in on them. Um, you know, keep your eye on them during the day. Um, and then I think also checking in with your children through at the end of the day, what were the tasks that you needed to accomplish today? Um, show me the, the work that you've done. Oh, that's a good one. Show me, yeah. show me. We have a tendency to just take their word for it. And, you know, we need to look into it and make sure that it was done, um, 
you know, correctly and with good effort. Um, so checking in with your, your kids to make sure that's done. And then I would say making sure that your kids are using an agenda or a planner of some kind to keep track of their assignments. And this is like a life skill for kids. Um, yes. You know, we all have our planners, whether it's on our phone or a paper planner, but our kids need to get in the habit of keeping track of their assignments, being able to check them off, um, sort of like your checklist, um, checking those off right. during the day um, to make sure that we're making progress to the goals towards the goals that we're working on. This is so good because I think we forget like they can just work from wherever, but the bedroom is not a place to be. I just, I agree with you wholeheartedly where you can check in where it's easy. If you're working from home, being able to just turn around the corner. Oh my gosh. I remember going, aha, like trying to catch my kids. <laughs> <laughs> trying to catch them. Like, are you doing your work or what? And I think, as things got a little bit more hectic, I found myself not going back saying, let me see the work you've done for the day. Yeah. Let me see it. And so my rock stars, my parents, my soon to be parents, my grandparents, my aunts, my uncles, my cousins, my teachers, reminding your students, parents, you know, check in and make sure they're doing the work because the intention may start off where they're doing it, but then as they notice you're not paying attention, they stop doing it. So people will pay attention to what you're paying attention to. Mm -hmm. So that is so, oh my gosh, I'm like, oh my gosh, I put my head down like, oh, the agenda. You hurt my heart with the agenda. Right? They need to write in the agenda. Well, and they I do. Having a place where they're away from their phones, it's hard mm -hmm. for teens. You know, they have access to their friends, um, but, you know, away from their phones, away from TV, uh, you know, they should yes. be focused on school during those school hours. True. It's so funny because well, I need my phone for an emergency, but you're at home. <laughs> <laughs> but my mom needs to, I'm home too. So what do you really need your cell phone for, right? The internet connection. Now we have Wi-Fi, so <laughs> you don't have to use that as a hotspot. I love that. Uh, let's go on to question two. Um, here we have question two. Kehlani from Hayward, California. How important is it to get my child into preschool? In your experience, have you seen that children who attend preschool have an advantage from those that do not? Oh, good question. That's you, Maisha, all day. <laughs> yes. So obviously, I think preschool is great prep. Um, one of my experiences, I had a little girl come to me at four years old, had never been away from home, and it was a struggle. She cried like through tantrums every day for about two months. And the dad was contemplating, like, I think I should unenroll her. And I told him, no, I think you should stick with it. Because do you want it to happen here in preschool or when she gets to kindergarten? And it's mandatory for her to be there. Mm. So it helps to prep them for what to, what's coming next with kinder and furthering their education. It also helps immensely with social skills. So learning how to use your words, learning how to share, learning how to get along well with others, learning how to express what you're feeling when you're feeling it. So that way they're not acting out, they're not lashing out, you're minimizing the behaviors like hitting and biting and things like that that young children often do. Um, those are some of the benefits of preschool in addition to the education component. Oh my gosh. I love this because I think that we just don't understand all what's needed to like actually breathe into these children to become as successful as they can be as they age into the different aspects of 
the aging process, right? So you're like, you forget, like, you need to learn how to express yourself. I know plenty of adults who don't know how to express themselves. Now I'm like, see, you didn't do preschool. Who was your preschool teacher? <laughs> I like immediately, I'm like, ooh, that's bad. I'm like, well, every time now I'm like, ooh, you didn't do preschool. That's exactly what the problem is. <laughs> I'm loving it because it's so essential. That's why I'm loving the fact that you're saying these routines and the schedules and the importance of sharing and understanding. I know one of my sister-in-laws is a teacher and I'm like, well, you teach, you can teach your, my nephew. She's like, it's different. You know, it's very different. I mean, I can do my older kids, but I want him to learn how to write. I want him to learn those social skills. And that's going to be a little bit more challenging for me as a parent at home teaching and making sure my other kids are being taught and then making sure my younger one who's in the preschool years is getting what he needs. So I, I totally, totally hear you with that. Um, okay, let's keep going. I'm having a great time. As you can tell, I'm, I'm loving this. I'm all over this. All right, Ricky from Los Angeles. Have you seen a unique type of anxiety with students during this pandemic and virtual education? Um, how have you been able to address the stress of the kids in the new virtual norm? Um, let's start with you, Jen, and start with you, and then I'll end with me. How about that? So let's go ahead, Jen. What do you think about that? You know, I think that virtual classes present a unique um, challenge for some kids. It's a glimpse into somebody's home, and not everybody wants their classmates to see the inside of their home. Um, and so that's mm. certainly a hard um, a hard thing for some kids. And a lot of kids have anxiety about being on screen and being you know, seen um, the whole time. So um, certainly letting kids mute their video if they're not comfortable being on screen has been something that has been really helpful um, in sort of working with them to get over that anxiety, that fear, um, and um, showing children how to um, position their cameras, their Chromebooks, so that they're sitting in front of, you know, a blank wall, someplace they feel comfortable, um, and Ooh. where they feel safe. I didn't even think about that. I didn't even think about that. That is so true. Yeah. Oh, Jen, that was great. I didn't even, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I'm like, oh my gosh, you got to think about like, what's behind you? Like, I'm looking at my little messy bookcase over here. <laughs> but there's embarrassment. They don't want people, they don't want people to see inside, like what's their home environment really like? Because what's being portrayed when they're in the class it doesn't, it doesn't have a direct reflection on the house or what's going on, you know? Exactly. Ooh, that's a good one. I'm thinking, yeah. Cause I remember there was a big issue. Now it's bringing to light why some of the teachers were concerned about zoom and what was being shown or exposed at the children's home. Because if they were on the zoom class, you could see everything and somebody goes by and does something inappropriate. Then how does that impact that child? Right. Absolutely. And if they're sitting in the middle of the kitchen and there's, you know, a mess behind them, you know, they may feel embarrassment. Right. So parents, clean up the house. <laughs> Number one, <laughs> let's get to cleaning up. Let's make it a family um, event, a family, put it on the schedule, right? Maisha, put it on the schedule. We clean it up together. And then making it a, a safe spot, a safe zone, a safe zone for the child, because that's a lot that we're putting on them. Um, what are your thoughts on that, Maisha? So I know for myself, my son got really frustrated um, just with my being his teacher, like me helping him and sitting <laughs> next to him. So I ended up carving out his own space. Um, I fortunately had an extra desk 
So I created a little desk area for him to do his his work and have his own space for work. Um, he didn't do the, the Zoom meetings, but just helping him stay on task and minimizing it, reminding him, like he gets really frustrated sometimes when it's something that he doesn't understand and he doesn't have access to his teacher throughout the day to ask questions and things like that. So reminding him to take breaks. And um, one thing I do with him is also something that I do with my preschoolers, like, come on, let's take our deep breaths. I think people mm. really underestimate the power of deep breaths. And I would have him um, put his hands in the center like a prayer and then breathe in and out and let it all out as his hands go with him, like releasing the air, releasing the stress. And I've had him do it three times um, for younger children. Deep breaths. It's really simple. Smell the flower. Blow out the candle. Oh, smell the flower, my rock stars, and blow out the candle. I'm loving this. Um, One of the things that I want to point out with this is just to talk about anxiety to answer this question, I'm noticing the anxiety that's in the children is coming from the parents. So the more anxious the parent is about the pandemic and being around and what's gonna happen and this is not gonna work or this is gonna work, that spills over into the child. And so they too start to feel that same anxiety. Well, mom, I don't wanna go back to class because what if I get COVID-19 and what if I give it to my grandmother or what if I give it to you and what if I don't know? And so I need for those of you, my rock stars, to be mindful of what you're um, portraying to your children because it, they do absorb it regardless of if they have an attitude with you or not. Or maybe they don't want, they say, I don't ever want to be like you. They're going to be like you. So <laughs> there's going to be some aspects of it. So just really hone in on that. And so I want you to say before we come to a close on our Rocking with Dr. Tamika on Dash Radio, Maisha, share with us again how they can reach you and so forth. So you can reach me either through my website, www.myslittlelearners.com, and that's mys, M-A-I-S, littlelearners.com, or through email at myslittlelearners at gmail.com. And if they wanted that schedule, you'll help them. I will help. Yes, shoot me an email. We can start chatting about it and come up with some things to put on there for you guys. Exactly. Now remember, you, she's doing this. Now she may have a template that's already done. That may be free, but if she's doing it for you, it's going to be customized. So there may be a fee associated with that. So make sure you reach out to her because I'm telling you as someone who knows and have learned today from these amazing educators that we need a schedule. We need a routine. It's in my mind, but I don't have it written out. I don't have it clearly defined what I need specifically for my children. And if you're someone who has one child, two child, three, four, or five, having that mapped out for them so each one can have their own schedule that's unique to them, it's powerful. It helps them develop their own self-esteem, understand who they are, their confidence, and that's one of the things I know that's important, especially during these times, especially as the youth growing up and getting ready to lead our future world. Um, to you, Jen, Mrs. Mora, I mean, I'm excited. I have to tell you guys, she was my kid's teacher. So I'm over here super excited to have her on here. I'm like, woo, I got her on the show. Um, so Jen, what would be for you? Let them know. How can they connect with you again, please? Um, so the best way is email. It's Jen, J-E-N-N, Stropel, S-T-R-O-P-L-E at gmail.com. So get your essential oils. This is essential. 
essential to this next academic year. We want you to be as successful as possible. And these essential lawyers will make you gonna, as they say, I like Martin Lawrence um, and Will Smith, woosa, because there's gonna be some woosa moments that are definitely needed during this time. I wanna say to those of you who are tuned in to Rocket with Dr. Tamika on Dash Radio, these are your early educators. We're coming to you next time with some more educators. So education, education, education. Be encouraged, be uplifted. And I thank you for tuning in again to Rocket with Dr. Tamika on Dash Radio. You're tuned in to Rocket with Dr. Tamika right here on Dash Radio.